I'm a big fan of rock music and heavy metal. And I love the fact that because of the internet, I'm able to get access to so much new music, discover artists I've never heard of, and even try new subgenres. The problem with the internet, of course, is that, well, it's the internet. Distraction is just a control T away. Many times I'll sit at my computer with the intention of listening to a new band, but will get completely distracted by some Wikipedia rabbit hole or a Twitter thread or YouTube or email or something. I realized I was doing the music a disservice. Then on a friend's recommendation, I started doing something. I'd save the album and then I would disconnect from the internet and would just focus on the music. Nothing else. And for me, it was a revelation. Not only could I appreciate the music better, I heard things I'd never heard before, I'd picture the musicians recording together, and even for songs I'd heard hundreds of times before, deep listening like this really opened up the music for me. And now, this is something I'm trying to inculcate in other aspects of life as well. When doing one thing, focus on it. Focus on just it. And hey, that brings me to the topic of today's episode, Mindfulness. Welcome to One Rep at a Time, a podcast from CultFit that encourages you to become a healthier, better and happier version of yourself by building small sustainable habits. Let's welcome your host Deepak Gopalakrishnan or Chuck. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of One Rep at a Time by CultFit. Now the topic for the week was stress and the various ways it impacts our health and weight loss journeys. Today, we are still on that topic, but we are approaching it slightly differently. We're going to talk about mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is something that's very simple in concept. It involves the process of developing the skill of bringing one's attention to whatever is happening in the present moment. Got that? The process of developing the skill of bringing one's attention to whatever is happening in the present moment. It seems simple enough, doesn't it? But it's pretty difficult to implement in practice. I can bet that even the most devoted listeners of this show would have had their minds wander off for a little bit, sometime in the few minutes of the show so far. Maybe you're driving and you saw something. Maybe a certain word I said triggered off a parallel memory. Maybe my repeating the definition of mindfulness twice bored you slightly and you scrolled through your Instagram. Whatever the case may be, I don't blame you. Our minds are built for distraction. Modern life and the internet are only too happy to oblige. Now, mindfulness is not something that's new. Various practices and religions have been encouraging it for years, decades, centuries. There is certainly a sort of modern trend and revival, and maybe that's just a natural response to the chaos that is life in the 21st century. But I know you must be thinking, what does all this have to do with fitness and weight loss? Well, as you know by now, weight loss, all fitness really, is as much in the mind as it is in the body. We have spent a considerable amount of time on this podcast talking about sleep, stress, habits. In fact, we haven't really spoken about exercise and working out all that much. And that's where mindfulness actually comes in. Being aware of what our body is going through or how it's reacting can actually impact our choices. For example, we might think a craving is just, well, a craving. You want a piece of chocolate because you want chocolate. But it's not as simple as that. 
you might be craving a chocolate because you're either hungry, angry, lonely or tired. And once you identify which one of these four is really driving your craving, well, then you can do something else. This is called the HALT framework, by the way, which we spoke about in week two. There's nothing deeply technical about it, but it all stems from mindfulness. In fact, this is really what mindfulness practices lead to, to help you know your body and mind a little better. Why do you react to certain situations the way you do? What's the root cause behind your stress or your cravings? Did you get angry on that occasion? Did you get distracted by Twitter instead of properly listening to Led Zeppelin? All of these things involve a little introspection. Again, mindfulness. This can very easily be extrapolated. For example, mindful eating. Many of us don't do this. I will be the first to admit that I'm guilty of watching TV or being at the computer while eating. And as a result, many things, well, actually end up happening. We don't know when to stop eating till we run out of food because our attention is on a football match rather than how our body is reacting to this constant supply of nutrients coming in. And well, we don't even end up paying attention to just how good the food is. The easiest way to enjoy food even simple homemade food is just focus on the food. Do nothing else. A few other tips for mindful eating. Eat slowly. Don't wolf it down. This is actually good for digestion as well. It will not just help you savor the meal, but it will also give your stomach some time to tell your brain that you are finally full. Try to use all your senses, not just your mouth. Smell it. Feel it. All this actually adds to the enjoyment of food. This is the logic behind all these new restaurants that focus on multi-sensory experiences or the reason why cookie bakeries smell the way they do or even the reason why sommeliers spend so much time sniffing the wine or whiskey before tasting it. And just continue doing all this and you will end up paying justice to the food and probably be more conscious of how and how much you're eating. So, where does all this lead us? Can meditation actually lead to weight loss? Well, not by itself. You really don't burn too, ma too many calories sitting in a cross-legged pose. But it does help train your brain. And that will lead to being more mindful while eating, etc, 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 weight loss. Weight loss is really as much about the brain as it is about the body. That was a meditative little episode. You probably don't need to cool down, but hey, it's a tradition on the show, so off we go. It's time for cool down, that part of the show where I give you a fun little piece of trivia. I started with music and I spoke about meditation, so I obviously need to talk about the Beatles. Possibly the most important band for popular music over the last... I don't know, 75 years, meditation actually had a big part to play in their lives. A practice called transcendental meditation. In fact, and many of you will probably know this, they came to Rishikesh in India to practice under Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. So all of them were in his ashram in Rishikesh and while they were there, wrote many songs would, which would later be released on uh, the White Album and even some of the solo albums. Uh, iconic songs like Blackbird, Dear Prudence, Mother Nature's Son, Revolution. The ashram where they meditated didn't have a glorious future actually. It fell out of use, became dilapidated and only a few backpackers with interest in Western music would actually even go there. 
Today, it's preserved to some extent and is informally called the Beatles Ashram. Now, I know this has nothing to do with fitness as such, but hey, if the four biggest musicians in the world at the peak of their powers could find mindfulness useful, I'm sure every single one of us could. And if any of you manage to make a number one album, please let me know. And that's it for this meditative episode. If you'd like to say hi, my details are in the notes of this episode. I'll see you tomorrow. And just like your exercise routine, take life one rep at a time. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to One Rep at a Time by Cult Fit. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for sustainable weight loss coaching, check out the Cult Transform program on the Cult Fit app or website. See you on the next episode.